Hello everyone, I'm Renee Foles and welcome to the September 18th edition of WorkComp Academy California Weekly News Update. Let's start with a few developments in the never-ending battle against fraud and abuse. A San Diego insurance broker pled guilty to committing premium theft from her clients after sending them bogus insurance policies while she was out on bail on an earlier theft charge. Insurance agent Louise May Batchelor of San Diego owned and operated Sunny SoCal Insurance Services and Louise Batchelor Insurance Services, both in San Diego. She sold various types of insurance policies, including workers' compensation insurance. Batchelor was first arrested in August of 2008 for stealing insurance premiums. It is almost unbelievable, but while she was out on bail on this first charge, she continued to collect premiums from additional victims. A second criminal complaint was filed after she stole an additional $20,000 from her customers. Sentencing in the second case has been set for November 6th in San Diego Superior Court. Good luck to you, Louise. And a second story, a 41-year-old man faces five years in prison after pleading guilty to workers' compensation fraud in Ventura Superior Court. Armando Landa filed a workers' compensation claim for an elbow injury while working in a Ventura restaurant. He collected more than $30,000 in workers' compensation benefits. However, he started working for another restaurant in Oxnard while receiving these disability payments. Then, to make things worse, he denied under oath working at the second restaurant. He will be sentenced on October 20th in Ventura County Superior Court. And good luck to you also, Armando. Last week, reported, we reported on a case in Thousand Oaks where an investigator using Facebook information caught a claimant winning a bowling tournament while disabled. A story that surfaced this week confirms that investigators nationwide are learning how to use Facebook to check out industrial claims. Charles Midkiff, a Virginia defense attorney, subpoenaed Facebook information on Shauna Hensley, a flight attendant who claimed injury against a regional airline. When Facebook did not respond to the subpoena, the Virginia Workers' Compensation Commission imposed a $200 per day fine on Facebook. This got Facebook's attention. Facebook pointed out to the Compensation Commission that courts have ruled that U.S. law prohibits social networking sites from revealing subscribers' information even in the face of a subpoena. The deputy commissioner in Virginia vacated the $200 per day fine imposed on Facebook. And then there was a troubling report from the 6th International Congress of Peer Review and Biomedical Publications in Vancouver. Medical editors reported that 12% of research articles in top medical journals were secretly ghostwritten. Some of these undisclosed ghostwriters are paid for by pharmaceutical companies. Critics say the resulting papers often interpret data about drugs more favorably due to those undisclosed conflicts of interest. Recently released court documents revealed that drug maker Wyeth enlisted ghostwriters to pen 26 papers appearing in 18 scientific journals over a seven-year period touting their drugs. 
This may be of concern to our industry since workers' compensation treatment must be based upon evidence-based medical science published in peer-reviewed literature. Our utilization review vendors need to confirm that they avoid use of these ghost-written articles. There were two cases this week from the Court of Appeal. The first case involved a serious motorcycle accident. Donald Wirtz was a machine operator for a printing business in Visalia. He commuted to work about 50 miles each way on a motorcycle. He was told to attend a mandatory meeting at the worksite on his day off to address some specific customer complaints that had come in. He was in a serious motorcycle accident on the way to this meeting. His supervisor paid for two hours of his time believing Wirtz would not have been in the motorcycle accident but for the meeting. A workers' compensation judge found Wirtz was on a special mission to attend the mandatory meeting and concluded that the going and coming rule did not bar his claim for workers' compensation benefits. The Court of Appeal, in an unpublished opinion, agreed and found the findings and award to be supported by substantial evidence. The second decision involved a bitter fight between two law firms over attorney fees. An employer hired attorney William K. Dietz to defend a workers' compensation claim after mid-century insurance refused to provide a defense. Mr. Dietz referred the employer to another firm, Mitzenheimer, Heron, and Steele, to bring a bad faith action against mid-century. Dietz obtained an agreement with the second firm to pay him 25% of any contingent fee obtained in the bad faith case. In 2002, the employer settled with mid-century, and the contingent fee from the settlement totaled nearly one and one-quarter million dollars. However, the Mitzenheimer firm only paid Mr. Dietz $50,000 of his agreed-upon $310,000 fee. Not unexpectedly, Dietz then sued Mitzenheimer for the balance. Much of the trial involved a claim by Mitzenheimer that they could not defend the fee case without disclosing the employer's attorney-client protected information. The trial court finally awarded Mr. Dietz a total of nearly $400,000, including damages, prejudgment interest, and costs. The Court of Appeal, in a published opinion, affirmed the trial court's ending of this seven-year fee dispute. The State Fund reports that they will be upgrading their technology. The fund announced the selection of Sean Coyne as its new Chief Information Officer. He will lead the fund's drive to build its information technology capabilities. Coyne has 29 years of high-level experience in IT. Most recently, he served for six years as Vice President and CIO of Toyota Financial Services in Torrance. Mr. Coyne will lead the implementation of a comprehensive technology platform for the state fund organization. Immediate goals including automating online quoting, developing business analytics, and modernizing key business functions. And what might some of that new technology include? It was reported this week that nearly 100 million workers' compensation medical bills are now processed and electronically sent to bill review every year. And the process is getting easier and cheaper. 
The rise of scanning and document management systems have largely eliminated the need to send paper bills around the country. Bills can now be scanned locally and their images can be sent around the world to places like Mexico, the Caribbean, India, or the Philippines for low-cost data capture. Once data capture is complete, systems allow payers to automate the review process using sophisticated rules embedded in bill review software. Now, up to 70% of all bills can be reviewed by the computer. Recent releases of this software are now becoming more available to small and mid-sized companies. And now the financial news. The state fund reported a 27% decline in premiums. The fund points out that it typically insures many new businesses which are failing now at a rapid rate in California. This is reflected in their premium decline. The fund is seeing three times the number of bankruptcies of these new small businesses in 2009 as they saw in 2008. This may also be of concern to Governor Schwarzenegger, who is trying to sell part of the state fund to ease California budget woes. And Los Angeles County now wants more oversight of their workers' compensation claims. County officials expect to pay over $400 million for county employee claims this year, up from $288 million they spent last year. About seven years ago, the costs of probation department claims tripled after state lawmakers gave probation officers the same rights as police officers who receive their full salary while recovering from an injury. The county also reports that the department's return-to-work team was already understaffed when state laws changed again in 2004, shifting administrative work from private rehabilitation companies to the county team. Employees who said they were not allowed back to work filed suits and have received large payouts from the county compounding these costs. Several large discrimination settlements have county supervisors calling for increased oversight to help avoid costly employment discrimination suits. And here's what's coming up next week. On Monday, September 21st, the California Applicants' Attorneys Association will hold the 10th annual Spindell Golf Classic at the Valencia Country Club. Also on Monday, the International Association of Industrial Accident Boards and Commissions will kick off the 95th Annual Convention and Medical Institute over the next four days in Minneapolis, Minnesota. On Tuesday, September 22nd, the Employers' Fraud Task Force will have their monthly luncheon, and on Saturday, September 26th, the 2009 International Symposium on Life Care Planning will take place in Chicago. Information about these and other events can be found on our website by clicking the Work Comp Calendar tab on the top of our homepage. That's all the news for this week. Please check our website for daily news updates, past editions of our news, and much, much more. And remember, you can subscribe to our news podcast using your iPhone or iPod by searching for Work Comp Academy in the iTunes Store. I'm Renee Foles. Thanks for joining us, and I hope to see you again next week. <music>